Hi, this is The Greatest Story Ever Played. I'm Dan. I'm Jordan. And today we're going to be talking about Act 2 from Kentucky Route Zero, along with the second interlude, which is called The Entertainment. Before we jump into our uh, recap and discussion of the game, though, uh, one fast thing, which is we got a review on Apple Podcast. Nice. Yeah. It says, one of my favorite gaming podcasts, fun and friendly hosts always have great perspectives on really interesting games. Integrating listener feedback into the episodes is a nice touch. Well produced and well worth listening to uh, Worth listening to, by uh, Donk. Thank you so much for the kind words. Uh, we really appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. That, yeah, thanks. That's very nice. Very encouraging. Yeah, totally. Uh, super affirming. When I when I came across it, I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, uh, yeah, nice hearing stuff like that when people uh, want to throw it our way. So, yeah, thank you so much uh, for that. And if anyone else wants to do that, we'd uh, super appreciate it. And we'd read them on the episode, too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, if you've got uh, yeah anything you want to send our way, we'd uh, super appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Awesome, cool. Well, let's jump into Act 2. So, Act 2 begins, and Lula Chamberlain is receiving a rejection letter um, for the imagined architecture, like, institute that she applied to. Um, So, we met her, or, well, we didn't meet her, but we knew of her from the interlude last episode, which was an art exhibit of hers. So... That must have happened after this moment, um, I'm guessing. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. Because, she, well, she's kind of old. Oh, yeah, that's but true. I assume it, it'd have to be after, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that that, that yeah that would make sense. Uh, being afterwards would... And I guess unless she got, like, was able to get work published other places. But this place didn't work. Um, maybe maybe it's one of those things where, like, you know, no one cares about your work while you're alive. But once you die, people are like, wow, you were so such a good artist. It's like, man, that would have been real helpful when I was alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Paid the bills better than working, you know, as we'll see where she works. <laughs> but... And then, uh, yeah, within that, she, yeah, she's, she's just sort of discouraged, then has kind of talk with a coworker and it's sort of annoying <laughs> yeah <laughs> for her um then you jump over to conway and shannon who we've been playing as before and you stop to ask for directions at a place called the bureau of reclaimed spaces um so uh, <laughs> this place is interesting for sure um <laughs> yeah. very strange mm-hmm. as most of the things in this game are. Yeah, I felt like this episode kind of secured the tone for what the game is, and you're like, all right, cool. I, I think I sort of know what I'm in for now, like the next three episodes, a little more. But you stop to ask for directions. You speak to Mary Ann, who's the receptionist there, and you you want to find out uh, how to uh, get off the highway that you're on because uh, you're on Route Zero at this point. So trying to figure out how do I get off route zero and get back to like where I was. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Marianne uh, says, Oh, I don't know how to tell you how to get like back to like above land almost kind of speak, but I'll set you an appointment with someone else um, in our department or at our office who will know how you end up having an appointment with Lula and you meet Lula and she tells you, 
that, oh, I used to live on a Dogwood Drive, which is where Conway is trying to deliver this package. But, you know, it's probably not the same one. Also, I don't know if you know this, but uh, we actually had to rename all of the roads. There can't be more than one road of the same. So there's a lot of Dogwood Drives probably, but now there's only one true Dogwood Drive because uh, our computer would get confused by it and it would say name collision and (laughs) wouldn't allow you to move forward. Yeah, so it felt very much like how I would expect a bureaucratic like organization like this to be yeah just the whole thing felt like a sarcastic um expose or whatever the word is on <laughs> bureaucracy mm-hmm. yeah really really going how like to show how like silly and dumb something like this is so it was like oh you know there's probably like a dogwood drive um you know orange or a dogwood drive you know another unassociated word like (laughs) blue yeah yeah uh yeah it it was really funny to hear them talk about it just like what (laughs) instead of (laughs) fixing your computer you just change the names of all the streets (laughs) i know It's it's crazy yeah it's so ridiculous and so she says okay well you know that's the bad news The good news is, though, is that you could probably look at our records and find out what this Dogwood Drive was potentially renamed to. Maybe that will, like, get you there kind of thing. And so she sends you upstairs to look at the records for all the Dogwood Drives that there have been, and then you can kind of see what they were renamed to. And maybe that will give you clarity as to how to get to your dogwood drive. Um, and it's it's funny, too, when they, like, send you up there to look at it. You're like, oh, you could look up uh, uh, your files under, like, name changes. Or, you know, like, it was all these, like, weird ways to look up your files. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this place seems so weird. Um, <laughs> it's so great. Well, yeah, and the fact, too, yeah, we're in, like, a underground tunnel. It's just so weird. It The whole thing is strange very strange mm-hmm. yeah it the strangeness like continues to mount which is amusing uh also when you do this you take uh the elevator to go upstairs and as you go upstairs it's like you know room one or off or floor one is like the offices floor two conference room floor three bears yeah. <laughs> and there's just a bunch of bears in this office floor <laughs> yeah they're that, like pretending to work or something <laughs> so weird yeah that like maybe they don't use this floor because the bears are there and so they just like are like well yeah we don't use floor three like uh floor four records like <laughs> it's... it's just so weird this whole thing is so strange it's it... hard to like pick up on okay what the hell's actually going on with any of this uh, uh-huh yeah it's it's totally um fantastical and bizarre for sure um <laughs> so you also uh lola suspects that her old lover may have sent you here who is uh, joseph um the gas station attendant from the beginning um she's like blind guy writes bad poems and we're like he was writing poems <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so goofy <laughs> yeah the dialogue is so interesting i feel like there's always they usually give you, like, what, like, three options? And one of them, there's always one that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. And so the other ones are so random that, like, you would just never never say in a flow of actual conversation. It's just so weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's strange. You're like, 
I almost wish I like maybe I'll try this for the future episodes but try to do more of the weird conversation I can't help myself like I try to just do how I would but maybe I should try to do the wild stuff instead yeah just see see where it gets you (laughs) yeah just kind of see what happens but then you look you look through the records unfortunately only I don't know A through F is in the record department Uh, the rest of the letters uh, from the files haven't been moved yet they're still at this old storage unit facility that the Bureau of Reclaimed Spaces previously used but uh, now they're in this building so they're sort of in transition so Lula says okay you came up short looking through your records on these the rest of them are over at St. Thomas Church, which has been turned into a um, storage facility. So you can go there and look through our files there. Um, someone will be able to like direct you to our units within that. So you guys say, okay, and you head off. She also tells you about uh, Dr. Truman to fix your leg as Conway. She's like, oh, um, here's his card. He'll help your leg out. We've got to get that looked at kind of thing. So, cool. All good. Have some direction. Head on out. Driving around on the Zero is strange um, <laughs> at this point, too, when you are able to do it. It's like um, uh, like a big circle, and there's occasionally spots you can stop. It's, it's definitely... Uh, very noticeably different than the map above where you were driving last episode yeah it's almost like a uh you can tell it's a cave based on how how the the developer made it it looks like a like the inside of a tube kind of Mm. as you like go through it but even some of the like the directions they have are so weird yeah like like i think lula says yeah you'll you know you'll uh i don't know take take zero and then you'll find this you'll see a giant crystal then there you are. That's like the storage facility. Then there's a weird. There's other weird ones. Like there's a big fern or some plant. Mm-hmm. It's just really weird directions. Like no one ever tells you. Yeah, turn right on this street and then the next street. It's always like, oh yeah, there's the the old big rock and then the the I don't know the old Miller farm. You're gonna make a left. It's it's always mm-hmm. really strange directions. Yeah, and for the crystal, it was something like you'll go to the crystal, then just go back a little bit, and then you'll be able to do it or something. And you're like, what? Like, um, but and they're like, I know it sounds weird. You'll see it when you get there, kind of thing. And you're like, okay, like, um, it's very strange, uh, very odd how this seemingly works and what travels like, but. Anyway, you make it ultimately to St. Thomas Church, and the church was turned into a storage facility. Uh, you're speaking to the janitor who says that it was a church that was at one time large. It was launched as a big thing, and then slowly the members stopped coming. Then more and more members stopped coming. Finally, it was just the preacher preaching by himself. Eventually, he stopped coming and just put his tapes um, there if anyone <laughs> showed up. And the janitor just, like, plays them at the time that the preaching would normally happen. Yeah, it's just kind of a sad scene. <laughs> it's like this government thing just somehow took over this church building and then no one wanted to meet in a storage facility, which makes total sense. So people stopped coming. Just It sounds kind of depressing. Yeah, the impression I got was that the government, the Bureau of Reclaimed Spaces were like, oh, there's this church that's abandoned, so we'll take it over so that it's not abandoned, maybe? Well, like, yeah. it's sort of, th- it's very weird, though, nonetheless. But it's weird because it, it wasn't abandoned, you know, because there was people there, but 
it's a mystery, like most other things here. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and so while you're there, the janitor turns on the old preaching tape, and Conway sits with the janitor, um, and Shannon goes and looks for the records. Since Conway's leg is acting up, you can choose to listen to the sermon, or you can uh, just talk to the janitor. I ended up just listening, because I, I figured the janitor wanted to, so... Yeah, that's, that's what I did, too. I maybe asked him a question, you know, because you could listen, be it a large paragraph, and you could ask him a question, then listen. I think I maybe asked him a question or two, but I, that was about it. Okay, cool. Yeah, so not anything super eventful. Shannon finds the record, and you head back to the Bureau. When you make it to the Bureau, Marianne, the receptionist, lets you know that Lula had just left in a hurry. So... The good news is is that they did process your paperwork so you can transfer back to the surface roads. That's what they called it. Not above ground, but the surface roads, which is, I don't know, kind of the same thing. But um, yeah, It's weird you have to get processed to go back out there. <laughs> like, it makes no sense. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I wonder if going again with like the silliness of bureaucracy here. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, okay, cool. Now you're now you're on the surface roads, not in the zero or whatever. I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah, who who knows man that's yeah it's weird at this point your goal is to find dr truman conway's leg is like fucking him up at this point like he's like passing out not looking well stuff like that so we go to a house that was the address we got from lula for dr truman they go to where his house is supposed to be and you get to the museum of dwellings which <laughs> which is apparently a museum of a bunch of different types of houses that people currently live in. Yeah, so weird. <laughs> it makes no sense. It's so funny. Yeah, there's lots of, yeah, there's like museum workers. And then when you first get there, they're, it's hard to explain how it goes. But yeah, you'll like go to different houses and then the museum workers will talk it's as if they're talking to the residents about what you were doing in there and that's how the story progresses it's kind of kind of cool kind of strange yeah it's odd because the first time it happens you're like you, you don't really get it yeah i didn't yeah but then as i had more conversations i was like oh i need to respond with the question or the the things i want to know so that they'll recount it <laughs> like yep. to, to me as if it happened in the past so it's odd. The way I took it is that these were, I, I might be wrong, but the way I took it is the Museum of Dwellings is like, you know, a museum of houses for some reason. And then maybe people who are poor in the area live in them on like the side or something. Like they're not, they're not part of the museum, but that's who lives there and that's who we were talking to. But maybe they were the museum workers. Uh, well, one of... I know when I first got there, it said, like, museum staff. And then, you know, it had, like, the dialogue. But then there was times where it was the uh, the resident, just a name of a person, which I assume were the people that live there. Yeah, because at the... There's, like, a circle desk, right, where you talk to one of the museum staff, I think, at the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah, it's very strange, though. It, it's a pretty... I, I like this. It was weird, but I liked it as a way to get information, you know, because then they're talking about what happened in the past, and you're like, okay, how do I ask questions to get the answers that I want so that I can, you know, find Dr. Truman? 
Yep. That's yeah. That's that's how I played it. Mm-hmm. Played it too. Um. Ultimately, what you kind of find out is Doctor Truman's not here, but Ezra knows where Doctor Truman is. So then you kind of ask your questions to figure out where Ezra is. You talk to everyone, and no luck. You're not you're not really finding anyone, but you find a uh, construction lift and take that up to the next kind of uh, floor or the roof of the museum in hopes that maybe I'll find him up here or maybe find other people that can get me to where I want to go. Do you meet Ezra up there? Ezra is uh, this young boy who is like a mile a minute. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He's like, oh, Dr. Truman, me and Julian were doing this and me and Julian that. Like, um, <laughs> that's he's like, just, who's Julian? I don't, yeah. Who, who are you talking about? Yeah. And he's just, you know, a mile a minute full of excitement. <laughs> he says that me and Julian take people into the forest so they can sleep. And you're like, okay, cool. Where's, uh, where's the forest? Uh, how does that work? And he's like, oh, you know, like the Museum of Dwellings, like people are just really sad when they're here and they can't sleep. So that's why I take them to the forest. Me and Julian do it. Me and Julian are taking care of them sort of thing. And you're like, all right, that's that's cool, I guess. Yeah. My first thought was like, the forest sounds like it's where you go when you die. Yeah. Like the farm or something like that yeah. from Wolf, Wolf Among Us. It's like, all right, this, I don't know if I want to go to the forest, actually. That... That's a good point. I didn't think of it being as a bad thing, but that would make sense. <laughs> yeah, it just sounds... It could be ominous. I feel like the anything, like the the farm, the forest, the... I don't know. The house. It, it, it's bad. Always bad. Mm-hmm. That, that, yeah, that's fair. I feel like uh, that, 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 that makes a lot of sense to me. And so... Through asking more questions with Ezra, Ezra says, Oh yeah, I know where Dr. Truman is. I took him to the forest. Me and Julian could take you there to see him. We actually gotta go soon. Do you wanna go? And we're like, yeah, sure. Then a giant bird picks all of you up. (laughs) (laughs) Which uh, is Julian, apparently. Um, Yeah. (laughs) uh, Then you have to like fly over a certain big pond. And then the forest is over there. And for this part, because I'm an idiot, I had a little bit of trouble finding it, um, but I think I'm just terrible at directions. So it, that's not the game's fault. That's certainly my fault. Uh, I had some trouble too. It, really? I think I've, yeah, just generally had some trouble navigating the map. Not, I think it's part of the game is like, you just get shitty directions and you're just like, all right, I'm going to go. It's almost immersive because as Conway, you don't know what you're doing or where you're going. And as the player of Conway, you don't know where you're supposed to go. So that's how I felt at least was like, I'm just going to fly around and eventually I'll find it or I'll just look it up online if I have to. Yeah, that's true. It did make me um, stop by or like fly overhead different things and you get little descriptions of them because of it. Because I was definitely lost for a minute. But ultimately you do get to the forest and you hike through the forest and ultimately do meet Dr. Truman. You talk to him for a second, and then he gives you a uh, neuropanol, and it makes Conway fall asleep. When he does this, uh, Dr. Truman's talking to you, and he lets you know that he was, uh, I guess, disbarred as a doctor before. He was um, a practicing doctor, but lost his license. And it sounds like it was either for over-prescribing this med, like... Um, you know, like, oh, this medicine can fix that, and just using it and 
all circumstances, <laughs> <laughs> regardless of the ailment, because like he was maybe receiving funding from this pharmacy company, or he was selling it on the side, like he was taking meds and then selling it on the side to people to make money because he needed to pay off his student loans. Um, I'm not sure. It was a little unclear to me. I don't know if one of those stood out more to you or is right. I thought it was the first one. Okay. But, or or some, something like, something, some version of that. But... Okay. Yeah, I'm honestly not totally sure either. Okay, cool. Yeah, I guess either way, it's that he was practicing medicine, but was struggling financially, it seems. And so he was doing unethical things to try to uh, dig out of student loan debt. Yeah. Cool. Um, Okay. So, and that's where Act 2 ends. And so, um, because we are doing this as uh, an act and an interlude, what I decided to do is divide up our listener feedback according to that. Um, So... We'll first do a little bit of listener feedback for just Act 2. And then we'll move on to the interlude. Uh, So, first we've got uh, from Morgan on Twitter who says, I love how it steadily gets creepier and creepier. I honestly need to watch a Let's Play because it's really the same effect as playing. Exploring really gives you more info that you're you're craving. Uh, Yeah, I'd agree with that. I do think that this game would be pretty good as a Let's Play. I don't know that you necessarily have to be physically playing it like other games um would demand more of yeah i guess it just depends on how like the, the dialogue works or like if if you would want to pick a different dialogue option then i guess whoever's playing and you're watching um that that could i guess i could see that being kind of annoying so but i i guess it pro- you probably don't need to pick the right dialogue to get what you want i bet it funnels into the same end of each conversation so yeah i would imagine like um like a telltale game or life is strange or something i bet yeah i bet you could watch those and potentially enjoy them as much i'm glad i played them and being in control myself but i think you'd probably still get a lot um just watching them yeah it this is definitely one of those games that it's fun to play for sure but you could also have almost as equally an equal level of fun is if you're watching it be played. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, we got Tales from Waystone on Twitter. Uh, says, it's been forever since I played it, but I remember really liking it. Awesome. Uh, and then, uh, lastly, Noah on Twitter says, I was totally stunned by the ending. The entertainment is an excellent prelude to Act 3. Uh yeah, I was pretty stunned by that ending, too. I uh, certainly didn't okay. expect a giant bird to take us to the forest. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it, it pretty strange. The, the giant bird reminded me of... Um, uh, oh, man. Bioshock 3, that big bird robot monster uh, thing. Oh, That's yeah. That's kind of what it remind, reminded me of. But it, in this case, it was good. Right. <laughs> a good version. I also like how it was named Julian. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> great. Yeah, I did too. I, I, I really was expecting another kid, you know. Yeah. Like, Me and Julian do this. And you're like, all right, is that like your older brother? You know, whatever. Um, and then it's a giant bird. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Well, in, in that conversation with Ezra, he mentions that they pick up the houses and move them uh-huh. back and forth every day. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're 
you're lying, kid. Like, you're not picking up houses. But then, after seeing the giant bird, like, okay, maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe you do do that. Uh, yeah. I was like, okay, I guess you probably do do that. Um, <laughs> Julian could probably carry a house. Yeah, I guess. I mean, he's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and also, uh, I'm excited to find out the full meaning of the entertainment being an excellent prelude to Act 3. Um, so I guess with that, we should get into the interlude, uh, the entertainment. So um, it begins, and you've got Evelyn talking to Harry at the bar. Um, Harry is the bar owner, and Evelyn's one of his patrons. And I think they're there at, like, late morning or lunchtime. And Evelyn is worried about her husband, who's doing sales on the road. He's, I guess they normally would run a hardware store um but she's at the bar and he's on the road selling hammers <laughs> yeah. yep uh, random yeah uh <laughs> it's it's very odd and harry uh recently returned from a beach vacation in new orleans uh so they chat about that for a little bit uh he lets them know that he only serves hard times whiskey now um <laughs> <laughs> worst bar ever yeah <laughs> that he doesn't have other drinks um i also i think hard times gets mentioned earlier in act two um oh does it i think it gets mentioned when we're at the bureau but it doesn't go farther than that it just gets mentioned offhand i think uh, okay yeah i don't remember yeah uh evelyn though comments and says oh i've heard weird rumors about the distillery are you sure you want to go in business with them and he's kind of like hush you know don't gossip about people, basically. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, maybe, maybe there's something weird going on, which we'll find out mm -hmm. more, I assume. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he kind of, they change the topic, and he's like, oh, yeah, the entertainment tonight. Uh, the entertainment is apparently an artist called Junebug who's going to be coming. So they mention that. Evelyn and Harry continue to talk. You kind of have a, a scene change. Oh, actually, also... Um, I should have said this in there, is this conversation is going on and you're um, a character basically known as Barfly. You're a guy like drinking at a table to the side by himself. And when you look around, you realize that you're inside of a play. Um, there's like an exit sign. You can see like the director. You can see people in the audience sitting there. You can like hear them cough in the background. Um, <laughs> so you're... You, so weird. <laughs> yeah. So you're at this... Um, play that's apparently being done um but it also seems like it's real so <laughs> let's see what this means next episode um yeah one of those weird quirky things that just kind of like all right i'm gonna go with it right yeah you're just rolling with it and your character um only looks around they're only an observer they don't um engage with anything they don't talk with people they're just kind of watching this whole thing unfold um Evelyn and Harry continue to talk, and he says, Oh, yeah, I sat poolside all week last week. And she kind of calls him, and I was like, Wait, was it poolside or at a beach? And he's like, I don't know. I don't really remember. And <laughs> you're like, Okay, this is getting weird. Um, what's up? Kind of thing. Um, but Pearl comes in, uh, and that kind of stops the conversation. And she asks if her parents have been in. Um, they tell her no, and Pearl says, I want to cut my parents off. 
um, I don't want to pay for their drinks anymore. You find out uh, at this time, too, that Harry basically lets people have sort of a ever-growing tab at the bar. So, you know, you'll drink, you know, for four or five hours. <laughs> say, put it on my tab. He'll say, okay. And then you'll leave and not pay him. And then maybe next time he might bother you and you'll give him 20 bucks. And, you know, that'll hold you over for a while. Sort of thing. Mm-hmm. That, that sort of vibe um, that you kind of have from this place is that it just has regulars who build up big tabs. He eventually calls people on it. And that's sort of how it goes. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Pearl says, hey, I want to cut him off. You know, I, I need to talk to him. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be back later tonight kind of thing. Next kind of scene is Pearl's parents show up. Uh, they're named Rosa and Lawrence. And they're celebrating promotions in the family. Um, uh, Rosa uh, apparently, is, or not Rosa, but um, Pearl apparently has a promotion or is doing well at her job. But then Rosa uh, also had uh, a good thing happen at work earlier. Um, her supervisor said that she was management material. And so... <laughs> that feels like such like a 60s thing to say, I don't know, or be excited about <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it really is. I, I felt um really bad for everyone in this part. <laughs> yeah. Um. So excited about these promotions, and Harry warns them. Oh, also, yeah, Lawrence has just kind of gone like, "Yeah, you're management material. Like, you know, you're a shoe in, like, um, misplaced optimism." I guess of like yeah. he- hear- hearing positive words and then kind of believing it will work out um, or only hearing the positive part as we'll find out later um, <laughs> instead of like taking the whole thing, just latching on to the, the good part and kind of um, ignoring everything else around it, um, which is uh, a bummer to have <laughs> had misplaced hope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with this though, Harry, uh, the bartender warns them, Hey, Pearl said she's not going to pay for you anymore. You're going to need to settle up. You're going to need to pay. Um, and, you know, she's not going to float your bill anymore. And they're like, all right, whatever. But we're celebrating. Like, you know. Uh, <laughs> and Harry's like, all right, fine, whatever. Um, also, at this point, Judebug is late. Um, they were supposed to be the entertainment. They haven't shown up. But kind of everyone at the bar is like, oh, you know, I'll leave once the entertainment comes or after the entertainment, you know. Um that, that's sort of the attitude. Pearl returns, and she tells her parents, hey, I'm not paying your bill. Uh, I'm not doing that anymore. You've got to, like, take care of yourself. I want to strike out on my own, basically. Do this kind of right. Be separate. Set boundaries. Um, and Lawrence is like, no, you, you should pay our bill. Like, your mom's management material. Like, this is a big deal. We should celebrate. And... <laughs> Uh, Pearl kind of shoots back and is like, if she's management material, she's going to get paid more and, you know, we'll be able to pay for your drinks herself. So, um, (laughs) yeah, fair point. Kind of pushes it back and is like, you know, holding her ground, which I think is probably good uh, by Pearl there for sure. Um, but as they're talking, Rosa says, he said, (laughs) Lawrence is like, Rosa, say it all for him. And she's like, you know. My manager said I had management, uh, I was management material. I had potential. 
that maybe someday eventually it would happen and you can just see the mood sour of wait management material maybe someday eventually well that's not that good that's um that's (laughs) That's like everyone (laughs) right that's that's really like putting it off they just didn't want to be shitty to you and so they were like you know it could happen (laughs) like it's, it's sort of that um to her which is like oof like um that I feel like that would feel pretty bad to have a realization of like that kind of thing when you've been like I'm celebrating I'm it's gonna work out and then you're like nah, maybe not <laughs> yeah probably not looking good yeah that there maybe isn't even a job that you would be able to get anyway um so a little bit of a bummer for them uh after a little while of conversating uh, Harry admits they didn't go on vacation. Uh, because, you know, Evelyn specifically has been kind of like poking at him and being like, so what did you actually do? And he's like, I didn't go on vacation. Uh, but there's going to be a reckoning. Um, and he's, he's kind of mentioning that there would be a reckoning, uh, along the way until this point. Um, Mm -hmm. he instead says, uh, he didn't go on vacation. He just sat in the bar in the dark for a week, which, uh, That's... that's like next level depressed and sad yeah 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 this this interlude is kind of sad it's they all have just have problems and are kind of down on their luck mm-hmm. i guess except like pearl i guess i mean she's her parents are down on their luck so that means she's got a rough time but yeah it it, it really is it's, it's just like a lot of uh I don't know, sad character building, basically. Is you learn people's backstories and find out that their lives are bad, basically. Yeah. Um, from here, uh, Harry says, I have no money, and I had to make a deal with Hard Times Whiskey. Uh, the deal is, yeah, I had to make a, hard t- a deal with Hard Times re- Whiskey. It was bad. Um, Harry tells Pearl, uh, you don't deserve this. You should go. You should get out of here and... Uh, you know, Pearl pays her debt and leaves, basically, and is gone. Heads out. Now, uh, Evelyn, Rosa, and Lawrence, and Harry are all kind of sitting around sad, but insistent on waiting for the entertainment that's not coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Harry says, uh, you need to leave. Um, but they don't want to. He's like, please settle up and go. And they're like, nah, we don't want to. Uh, Harry then says, all they want is debt. They feed on it. They put it in the whiskey. And Harry's like, uh, or not Harry, um, Lawrence hears this and he's like, well, sh- whatever. It doesn't matter if it's in the whiskey. Like, you bought the whiskey. Our debt's not to hard times whiskey. It's to you kind of thing. And Harry's like, no, it, it, you don't understand. It's not like that anymore. Um the deal I had to make, like, that debt passes beyond me kind of thing. Um, yeah. Um, and Harry says, someone from Hard Times Whiskey is coming, and there will be a reckoning. And shortly thereafter this, a, a glowing skeleton walks into the bar, uh, and your interlude ends. Yeah, it's so, so strange. <laughs> yeah, I... I it feels like that glowing skeleton is just going to kill everyone. Um, 
is what I'm imagining, but I mean, yeah. maybe not. <laughs> Something like that. I mean, it's it's weird either way. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, the, this it's so weird. It's so interesting how it goes from, you know, like normal real world problems that people have to like, boom, glowing skeleton. You're like, what the what the fuck is happening? Oh yeah, it's wild because it's it's um. Before this, it's um, mundane and almost boring. Like it's 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 interesting because you're kind of learning about people's backstories, but it's all really like you're so much this barfly observer. You know, you're just looking, looking back and forth across the screen at conversations that are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so not dull in a bad way, but dull. Like that's what it is. Um, yeah. And then it, like, ramps up really fast. And then, what the fuck? Glowing skeleton. Like, uh, it's pretty wild as, as of, a, like, a, a turn to be, like, Finn, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it definitely made me interested to see, okay, how, what characters are going to be in Act 3? Mm-hmm. And what will that even look like? Will it be before this, after this, like, same time? It, it, who knows? Right, and what it means for being a play. I mean, I'm convinced this is all real. Like this, all seems stuff like stuff set in the universe we've had before. But it's strange that it's a performance of it going on too. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, no idea. Um, <laughs> um, cool. Uh, we've got a little bit of listener feedback about the interlude, too. Uh. John on Twitter says, while it was very long, it drew me in and made me interested in paying attention. I love how, like the other interludes, it sets up some characters you'll soon encounter. So that's cool. Um, I imagine we at least see a few of these people next. Yeah, I hope we see the glowing skeleton. I really want to know what, what that's about. Me too. Yeah. Um, Kito on Twitter said, mind-blowing plus wrenching plus gut punch. <laughs> so... Yeah, that's fair. There's, I feel like it's not mind-blowing until the very end. Then, then it is. But the, yeah, throughout, though, it's definitely kind of wrenching and gut-punching because it's, it's just sort of sad, mm-hmm. depressing. Yeah, it, it, yeah, really depressing just hearing what these people's lives are like. That, like that it feels like they're just in this poor town. Nothing's happening. Nothing's going well. Nothing's gone anyone's ways anyone's way like probably their whole life and they just like sit at this bar all day and yeah and have sad stuff going on in their lives all the time you know like that's uh, that's rough <laughs> and then, yeah that that does not sound very appealing no no not at all um cool well uh i guess that wraps the interlude so now for us we're gonna move to our general thoughts on this whole act two and the interlude kind of thing. Um, So my first thing is I think that Kentucky Route Zero, um, that Route Zero must be kind of like like the wardrobe from the Chronicles of Narnia or platform nine and three quarters from Harry Potter, where it's sort of (laughs) a, you've got like the regular world that everyone's a part of, but there's almost like a portal of sorts into this sort of fantasy section that some people are a part of. Um, Because it seems like... uh, 
the people on the surface who knew how Route Zero actually works have been there or vice versa. So it seems like there's maybe something like that. And I feel like that's how I'm sort of going to explain it in my head so far. Like something like Julian can't exist on like the surface world, but (laughs) in the Route Zero world, that's fine. Or these other things. So that's what I'm kind of imagining. And maybe Route Zero is this fantasy world is better than the above ground world where uh, people are struggling. Yeah, that that's in, that's an interesting idea. Um, yeah, because there's just a lot of weird weird happenings. Like, yeah, the, there's all these buildings underground. Even just the Department of Reclaimed Spaces and the museum and mm-hmm. the forest. All all this all this shit's so so weird and so strange. But I think the thing that's makes it even more confusing for me is no one seems to be weirded out by it, mm-hmm. especially. Uh, Conway and Shannon who have just been there for the you know if, if it is like what you're describing this is the first time they're there but they don't seem to be phased by it they just kind of go with it mm-hmm. so I just doesn't make it doesn't add up to me so I'm yeah it's it's confusing yeah I, it seems like the the way I'm like taking them right now which is not fair because I'm like leaping some but it's like okay Harry Potter understands there's a wizarding world and then he's accepting of it or like the kids go through the wardrobe and they meet Mr. Tumnus, and they eat eat his food in his house, and they're like, "Oh, cool, fawns happen." There's a wicked witch. There's a not a wicked witch. Um, ice <laughs> wicked queen? witch. Is or, it a ice queen? So, no. Uh, yeah, ice queen probably. I forget. I don't remember either. Uh, it, she's. Uh, it is a witch. She's she, evil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I guess yeah. it's not wicked witch because that seems like um, Dorothy. That's, was that's Wizard of Oz? <laughs> yeah, like that movie. Yeah, but either way. You know, they, they just sort of accept the new world they're in. And they're like, okay, cool. Like, that's fine. Like, they're not that phased. They're a little weirded out at first. And then they just move forward with it. Um, and we didn't see that interaction happen for Conway or Shannon, which I think is bad. Like like you're pointing out, they should be phased by it. But I wonder if somehow that's happened for them. Or maybe Shannon or Conway already has this, like, pre-knowledge before they're ever in the game where we're experiencing it. I, I don't know. Yeah, that could be true. Um, I, I'm not sure. It does seem like, like, like you said last time, it does seem like there should be a reaction from them. Um, that's like, well, why is everything so weird? But no one does it. Yeah, I what man? Yeah, there's, and and when I say this is confusing and strange, that's not bad. Like I think it's confusing, but it's not like a confusing like this is annoying. I don't like it. It's more of a. I want to see what happens. And I think that's like the main main thing I was thinking about uh, from this episode, last episode, the interludes, whatever, is where, where's this headed? Like, I just can't, I can't see how they, how they can conclude this. Um, it, like, is, is Conway just going to make the delivery and then that's it? <laughs> like, it's going to, it's going to just be so, such a lame ending. I could see it just be so normal. Like he just makes a delivery and then he retires and goes to live somewhere. Like mm-hmm. that'd be so uh, almost fitting, <laughs> but I kind of feel like it's gotta be the delivery happens to end the episode or in <laughs> yeah. in, in the game. That feels like that would make sense to me too. But it does feel lame. Like it, I don't I don't know how they would like do that and have it be like okay cool that was a weird journey. 
Yeah, but but they made it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because there's so many. I I just can't even fathom where this is going. Yeah, so I'm excited to see in the next what three acts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three acts where where it ends up. Yeah, me too. I I have no idea where it would go or what stops we can make along the way. I think because everything's so different it's like i can't even anticipate anything it's just sort of okay i'm like i feel very like i feel like i'm along for the ride and i slightly understand what kind of ride i'm on more now than i did last (laughs) time but really i'm still just along for the ride like i'm like okay cool yeah that's that's kind of how i feel too (laughs) for sure Mm -hmm. uh i've only got one other point on here uh but i thought a thing that struck me a lot in this episode specifically was a lot of how a lot of the characters were dealing with like poverty and debt and problems that like stem from that um this a backstory that i forgot to mention in the recap was with ezra him and his family were like living at a bus stop or something and he was like yeah um one night me and julian were out moving houses and we came back and my family was gone but my stuff was still there and um we were like the i think shannon or conway asked her like did they like ditch you like what's going on and he's like no i think they just forgot me you know kind of thing and you're like you're like 10 that's so shitty like yeah it's so sad yeah that's so sad um or like Dr. Truman doing unethical things. Like, it's bad for sure, but I, I could understand, like, being really trapped feeling by that. Or, you know, all of the people at the bar that we experienced in the interlude, like, um, uh, Evelyn, like, doesn't love her husband uh, and is just drinking away her life at the thing and is like, I hope he just cheats so I can, like, leave and feel okay about it, basically, sort of thing. It's so fucked up. Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah, or, like, uh, Pearl's parents being misguided and, like, misplaced hope followed by, like, oh, you're just, like, stuck in, like, dead-end type jobs. And, like, what you're doing now is probably the same as in 10 years and, you know, was the same 10 years ago. And for Pearl, like, being kind of stuck in that but wanting to change it, Harry, like, you know, business failing, his wife died and, like, 10 years ago or something and has just been, like, kind of trying to carry on since then. Like, you know, all of this kind of stuff. It's like, man, everyone here is, like, really, really, really struggling. Like, it's a it's a rough scene in this area. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I kind of wonder if the, the guy who made the game is trying to – have some like I don't know commentary or, or something on society or poverty or things like that. I, I you know maybe that's a, a reach, um, but there's definitely you're right. There's definitely like a, a theme of that in this. Mm-hmm. Um, e- even in the act one, with um, Joseph not being able to pay his like power bill <clears throat> or not paying his power bill, you, you see that I think in one of the emails when you look at his computer, and then. Other places, just it just kind of being shut down or whatever. It it just seems, yeah. There's poverty is pretty 
it's pretty big focus or talked about in the game a lot. Yeah, I think Shannon talked about, um, I forget her cousin's name, who we first met, but that she couldn't afford the house at one point, maybe. Uh, Weaver? Yeah. Weaver, yeah. I think that was talked about. Yeah, you're about. right. Yeah. I, yeah, it seems like this must be a big theme for them. I wonder if they grew up in, like, small t- town Kentucky or a different, like, small town state where it's like you're like the those small towns where it's basically every everything sort of shitty and like impoverished like this where it's just like things go bad and people don't tend to get breaks and they just stay bad yeah yeah that's that does seem like a theme mm-hmm. um i mean i had another point but i forgot what it was yeah i forget oh yeah and then even um this this might be a reach. I don't want to read too much into stuff, but like the the mining company treating people like shit. Then you have this this whiskey company, you know, taking advantage of this bar that's going under. Even like the uh, if Doctor Truman's issue is he just needed money, and then this pharmacy company maybe taking advantage of him. Um, and then so like you have big business just ruining people. I guess could be a thing. Then even like the government being maybe they should be helpful but then all they do is have all these you know loopholes and red red tape and they just take over spots and maybe it's just some kind of yeah commentary on the greed of corporate things and how they ruin people and then also how the government's kind of like eh we're just gonna push pencils and i don't know not really make a difference i don't know that 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 could be a, a giant reach but i could see that being something the guy's trying to hit up as he's making a game yeah no i i think you're right that could be something they're kind of putting forward because like all, all the situations too are sort of in spots where it's like the big business can kind of be like this is the way it is and the like people in the you know poor area don't really have a choice it's like what are you yeah. gonna do get a job somewhere else there aren't any like it's and and then them just fucking people over uh which is fucked up like that that's super wrong of you know any business that would do something like that um the mining company hard times whiskey whoever uh if you're just um taking advantage of people and like treating them poorly because you can you know that's always bad um (laughs) yeah definitely (laughs) you you know sort of thing and 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 yeah I, i think you're probably right just shining a light on Something like that. Um, I am very curious, like you, you said earlier too, though, of like where where this goes next. What 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 else will happen? Will this theme be explored more? Where are there new themes that will come? Um, what other fantastical things can happen? I mean, this seems to put <laughs> forward that like there can at least be one giant bird, and also um, some sort of horror figure of this you know shining skeleton thing um yeah uh are are there more how how many more what will we see like i've got a lot of questions and i i feel like um i mean i i guess we haven't played like an episodic game that's new in a while like you know we played walking dead more recently but that we'd played before Mm -hmm. but i'm eagerly i'm eagerly anticipating what's next i haven't felt this way in a little while in a while where i'm like what's what's next like i really want to play act three now like i already feel eager for it 
Yeah, I feel the same way. It, for a game that is... Uh, the animation's really cool, but it's not, you know, over the top. It's not like crazy graphics or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's no dialogue. Well, it's all uh, text-based dialogue. For a game that, you know, quote-unquote just has that stuff going for it, it I've really been sucked in, and I, I really want to keep playing it. Honestly, I could probably just binge the rest of it. Um, if I had time to, I would probably do that. <laughs> yeah, I think if it... Um... If I weren't, if we weren't podcasting on this, I think I would like. If I was just like playing it on my own, I think I would have just binged it way faster. Okay, yeah, just the, beaten it in an afternoon. Yeah, you know, like I or just you know kept going over a week or over a weekend or something. Um, I like that this is making us stretch it out and enjoy it and like having these conversations. I think this is re- I think this is fun. Like I'm excited to come back next time and talk about Act Three and that interlude and all of that and be like, okay, what new shit did we get? What do we think now? Like I feel like mm-hmm. it's gonna feel that way all the way to the end. And then at the end we're still gonna have a bunch of questions. Like I, I, I feel <laughs> I feel like that's how it has to go because like I I can't see it going any other way. Yeah, that's that's what I envision as well. <laughs> that's awesome no yeah but this has been fun i'm 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 definitely enjoying this and um i'm excited to have the full picture too of whatever it is like even if there's lots of questions and it doesn't make sense i'm hoping that the five episodes and the interludes kind of bring a okay this is the stuff i do know now you know like and i hope i can i hope we can have like good commentary on that at the end of okay, cool, we got here. Here's here's sort of what we know. Here's things we learned, whatever, like all of that. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. super excited to see what uh, happens going forward. Yeah, and I, I assume we'll get things wrapped up pretty well because this game seems to be pretty widely liked by most people. So I assume most people wouldn't like just, you know, a bunch of loopholes, things don't make sense at the end, that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I bet there'll be some... some uh, conclusions drawn. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. I agree. Um, that's all I've got for general thoughts. Do you have anything else? Yeah. No, that's like covers it. Sick. Cool. Um, all right. Well, that is uh, Act Two of Kentucky Route Zero, along with the second interlude called the Entertainment. Um, next time we'll be back with Act Three and uh, whatever that next interlude is called. So. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that one is called in advance, but um, yeah, we'll be doing that. But um, in the meantime, uh, if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can do that on Twitter at StoryEverPod. Um, our website's thegreateststoryeverplayed.com. Um, if for some reason you jumped in at this episode and didn't listen to episode one, <laughs> we do have that also, um, along with a bunch of uh, other games. Uh, so yeah, definitely check those out. That would be cool. If you'd like to uh, support the podcast financially, you could do that at patreon.com slash the greatest story ever played for uh, as little as a dollar per month. That will get you access to a monthly bonus episode we do uh, where we talk about things that are video game related, like we rank the Life is Strange episodes or not video game related, like we watched Mandalorian season one and talked about that. So if that interests you, check that out. I think we have around 20 episodes in there at this point. So, um, you know, more content if you want it. Uh, if you'd like to, uh, rate and view, review us on Apple podcast, uh, or anything like, uh, Kong Sedonk did, uh, that would be super cool. We'd super appreciate that. Um, 
so you can check that out uh, there or on Podchaser, wherever you can review stuff. That would be cool. Uh, and, yeah, that's our episode, and we'll see you next time. Cool. See you guys.